Get in the cart. Right at us. The best in the business, Roger Cleveland. Can't wait to get back to Chicago in this one. This is Party of Four, a Mistwood Golf Club podcast. All right, hope you have your umbrella. It is the theme of the last couple of weeks here in the Midwest and Mistwood. I'm Ben Hutchison alongside Andy Michelson. You staying dry out there? Uh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> we start out with the first couple of months being bone dry out here, and then all the rain that we've been missing the last three months all decided to come on last week. That's why we're going to bring in Tracy Butler from ABC7 here uh, very shortly to talk about the weather we've been seeing. And she's also a big golfer, and she's been out here before. Big golf nut. Yeah, we, we played in a charity event a couple of years ago together. Uh, myself, her, Archie and Greco, and one of the other anchors. Um, she is she is an absolute golf nerd, a golf nut. Um, you know, she, even after the round, I remember we did like this little chipping lesson, and and she just couldn't couldn't get enough of it. She loves golf, loves playing golf. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if she's been uh, keeping her her golf game together the last uh, last couple of years. Tremendously nice, and she does so much for oh. charity. So like. You can't get enough. It's awesome. That's the thing. Like you, we, we said this before. Like people's character is revealed on a golf course. You know, when you spend four and five hours with somebody, it's hard to like have a facade. She is exactly how she is on TV. Like nice, bubbly, happy. You know, very, very interesting to to be around and talk to. And and I thought the same with Gene Greco. I thought he was awesome too. Exactly how how he, he came off on TV. And what do you know? The phone is ringing right now. Let's get to the reason everyone is listening. It's a running joke in morning news. Per my experience, there's a chance you wake up to her every morning. ABC 7 meteorologist Tracy Butler is on the line. How are you? Hi. Oh, my gosh. It's so good to hear you. <laughs> I, just, I mean, you're way too kind in what you just said. Way too <laughs> kind. But thank you very much. Well, I worked in morning news for four or five years, and by Friday every week, I was exhausted. One of my friends from Milwaukee, shout out WISN, the now retired Sally Severson, did yeah. mornings forever. You've been doing them since, what, 1995? Yes. You know, I started when I started here in Chicago on January 3rd, 1994, um, I, I started on weekends, and then they moved me to mornings about a year later. So, so, yes, since 1995. Are you a napper, or how do you do it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what? I need all my sleep at one time, or it does not count. So, I go to bed. I am not kidding you. I am in bed at 5.30 in the evening, <laughs> and probably asleep anywhere between 6 and 6.30. Uh, the joke in my house is my children tuck me in. <laughs> and I have an 18-year-old and a 15-year-old. And the other joke is, for the longest time, my kids uh, thought everybody went to bed at 6 o'clock. <laughs> so way. that was really good awesome. for a while <laughs> when they were younger. So I had the pleasure of playing with you a couple of years ago and know that you're a golf nerd. When do you find the time to play golf? Well, you know what? It's been a problem as of late, but, and I need to find more time because my game is really struggling. And when I say really struggling, I mean, really, I feel like I'm playing the worst that I have played in years. And the problem is I haven't had a real good chance to play a lot uh, this year. There's just been a lot going on 
so, you know, you would think working from home for as long as I did, I would have had more time to play golf. Uh, but I didn't because I had a child who graduated from high school this year. And so there were just a lot of little logistical things that, you know, got involved as far as college planning and that sort of thing. So I need to get back out there. I, I told my husband, I'm really kind of embarrassed right now at how bad I am. <laughs> Please tell me that, that you that the, the game of golf it has these ebbs and flows. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's we can get you right back on track, no problem. Well, I want everybody to know in this podcast that you gave me and Ravi and Marcy and Greco, we were a team when we played that day. And by the way, we won and we beat the other stations. We did. We did. <laughs> and with, of course, your tutelage, you guys, you gave us like a 10-minute tipping lesson. And holy cow, I remember right after that, my tipping was the best it ever was. And I clearly need a refresher course now. <laughs> I'm I'm patting myself on the back. I'm actually hurting my arm right now. I think he's actually he's red now. I think he's just blushing so much. <laughs> well, that same day, that same day, uh, we talked to your old buddy uh, Ben Bradley, uh, former uh, ABC Seven, now over at the Big Nine. He said this. I want to play a clip and get your reaction here. So uh, listen to this. Okay. I do have to ask, how's the golf game? Uh, not so good, especially when I'm playing up against Tracy Butler. I mean, she <laughs> not only golfs a lot, but is an incredible golfer. I mean, he put it out there. He, I don't know what, you know what? I guess I paid him too much to say that. <laughs> because, I don't know where, maybe because I just like talk about golf a lot and I love to golf, but I'm not a good golfer. So, but I'm glad that maybe Ben feels as though I intimidate him a little bit, you know? So that's a, that's a good thing. I mean, you're known in the golf circles. I I mean, I did a couple little Google searches. It's on your bio, too. You were once named the Woman of the Year by the Executive Women's Golf Association. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I tell, uh, I tell students, I tell especially young girls, high school, college students, um, the game of golf has allowed so many opportunities for me. And you know why I started playing? Because my husband loves golf. And I did not want to be sitting at home by myself on a Saturday being a golf widow, if you will. So, you know what? I just started playing. You know, I had taken a a golf course in college that that certainly didn't make me close to a pro or, or even a handicap of a 20 or anything. But... I just remember liking it. And so it was something that my husband and I could do together. And the other thing was you got to see parts of nature from a different angle. I mean, some of most, my most memorable nature scenes have just been playing on a golf course and, and seeing mountains or, or seeing different animals, you know. It's just, and it's afforded me so many networking opportunities where I've had the opportunity to help charities, to meet really, really cool people, and to represent my station at various events. And it's just really been a way for me um, to be able to, you know, play a sport. Uh, it's, you know, it can knock you down real easy, but I, it, it also, you get that one good shot and it keeps you coming back. That's the beauty of golf right there. So the question I, I'd love to ask you with, with Jan is, you know, second only to you, 
every PGA professional is expected to be a weatherman, right? <laughs> so what's a good tip that you can give myself and other pros on predicting the weather for that day when it says a certain percentage? Watch Tracy. Well, besides you have to watch. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Andy. Oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> can, can I tell a really funny story real quick? So I was working out here 1999. I'm working the bag drop through college. I go out to a trunk. I'm like, man, this guy looks familiar. It's Jerry Taft. So I, I go out, I grab his bag. We're almost to putting his bag on his cart. He reaches into his pocket and gives me a couple bucks. He looks up and I swear to God, he goes, you think it's going to rain today, kid? (laughs) (laughs) You must have the day off yesterday because I'm normally looking to you for for weather advice. But yeah, you know, that's that's the one thing that that kind of drives us nuts as pros. They expect us to know the weather as good as you guys. So what's what's a good tip for us to 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 kind of do our job better, I guess. <laughs> you know what? There's so many there are re- and and I I have a Jerry Taft story that I would love to share, but we'll talk about this tip first. And really, it's just being weather aware. You know, when I do school visits, I tell all the kids, see the meteorologist in your family whether you're watching me on TV or simply going to the National Weather Service website. You know, download the app from the National Weather Service. You know, you can get information that way. But, you know, some people will look at, oh, I have this app, I have that app. But the thing about the app is you don't get intricate details of what's really going on in the atmosphere and that's my job quite frankly you know I mean I'm making a pitch here to keep my job obviously (laughs) but but it's really true and you know you go back to a day like June 20th and uh when you guys you know out there at Misswood I mean the track of that EF0 tornado ended up right in your neighborhood right there um, there were a lot of different atmospheric energies and um, intricacies in the forecast that day. And you don't get that by just looking at a nap. But you do get information simply by being able to look at a radar and looping that radar, making sure it's moving so that you can look at that and get a general idea of what's coming your way. Because as you know, guys, on a golf course, if there's lightning, you don't want to be anywhere on the golf course. <laughs> yeah. You need to be in that clubhouse in the 19th hole, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I I can't tell you how many times I have been out with golfers and, hey, yeah, I hear that lightning, but that's heat lightning. There is no such thing as heat <laughs> lightning. That lightning or it, that, that thunder, that lightning that you see in the distance, that can travel. Yeah. That can travel. And if you can see it, flee it. If you hear it, clear it. And that's a statement we make all the time in the weather world. So just really being weather aware. And, you know, for the intricacies, again, you got to tune in to us at ABC7. Yeah. We got <laughs> it. Go. Yeah, we got it. We got it. You can say it loud and proud. That's we fine. The app. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> so what's the, uh, what's the Jerry story? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I, um, in 1990s, I was working at a television station in Richmond, Virginia, and I had the amazing opportunity to be called from Good Morning America and asked by uh, the producers there and the support of Spencer Christian, who was the weather guy at GMA at the time, 
who asked me to come fill in for him because he was going on vacation. I appeared on Good Morning America, and as the story goes, apparently there was going to be an opening at our station very shortly after my appearance on GMA. And I got a call that there was a station that was interested in me. And I had asked my agent at the time, is it in my top 10 list? And she said, yes. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, am I getting to go to Harrisburg? Am I get like, <laughs> never in a million years did I think it was going to be Chicago. Was it the top of the list? <laughs> I never, it, and here it was. And apparently, Jerry, who was working mornings at the time, saw me on GMA and went to Joe Ahern and went to Phyllis Schwartz, who was the GM and the news director at the time, and said, we have to hire this girl. And so I always, always fully believe that um, I owed him 10% of my paycheck for the. <laughs> he probably ended up doing fine. He was but... just spending on golf clubs. <laughs> yeah, I think he was fine. Yeah. I think it was fine. But I will never forget my first day at Channel 7. So I'm this newbie and I'm in the corner getting my little desk and all my pencils together and, you know, all my stuff for weather preparation. Jerry walks into the weather office. He's like, hey. Oh my gosh, hey, how nice to meet you. He comes in in his shorts and his golf shirt and he says, you know, try to get 18 to 36 holes in every day. Uh, I'm hoping to get on on the senior tour, so you may want my job sometime. (laughs) And by the way, I usually change in here, so you may want to leave the office for a minute. I love him. I love him. I love him. I will. He, he just meant so much to me. I mean, his, his presence is still there. And I have to tell you, there is a golf club that was his that I keep in the weather, as I call it, the weather cave. I keep it there just because it's him. That's really cool. Special, yeah. And I know, and even, I mean, that's from a coworker and a friend standpoint, but even from someone that watches someone on TV, like we love seeing the genuine, you know, personalities and everything come out. I think that carries over so much. I mean, you do a great job with that, but I mean, even me and having friends in it, like it just, it means so much more when you can tell that someone loves what they do and that they care about you too. And thank you for watching them. You know what? It's, um, I truly, you know, what I do impacts everybody, no matter I, I tell this to kids all the time, no matter, you know, when your birthday is, what age you are, from zero to a hundred, weather affects all of us in some way. It is the one part of the newscast that affects every single person out there. And I love, one thing I love about weather, to me, it's like a puzzle. And I love puzzles. I love Sudoku puzzles. I love jigsaw puzzles. And I look at it as piecing together parts of the atmosphere to fit and make a puzzle. And... Again, it's it's something that I take very seriously, but we can also have fun with it too, right? And that's what I think is is so great um, about the opportunities I have had at Channel 7. But I know that when it comes down to serious business, you know, I want to make sure people are prepared. And and I always say, don't be prepared, don't be scared, be prepared. And I truly mean that about the weather and, and knowledge is power. And that's why I encourage kids to learn as much about the weather as you possibly can so that you can, you can teach everybody in your household about it too. Mm-hmm. 
Well, at least for the last week, it seems like the puzzle's been broken. What's the deal with this weather this last week? Oh, it's my been God. It's crazy for golf courses. It's been awful. Six, well, eight, and ten it, inches. Crazy. Yeah, he, he, it was so dry for so long. I yeah. mean, how much how much were you spending on watering, um, you know, and taking care of the greens with the, with water? I mean, we were we had three exceptionally dry months, mm-hmm. um, what we call meteorological spring, uh, March, April, and May. And then June, we've just been in this pattern that's been stuck. And so, you know, just for the past few days, we've had this boundary over us. And it's really been visiting the southern suburbs, as you well know, quite yeah. a bit. And in fact, if you just go back to last Wednesday, mm-hmm. so about a week ago, it has rained at Misswood every single day of those seven, if you will, but one. Yeah. And we're not just talking like a gentle little, you know, little uh, couple sprinkles, except for the 23rd. I think there was only a mm-hmm. few hundreds of an inch. You know, we're talking inches of rain here. Right. And as you as you just said, you know, you're talking six, seven, eight inches of rain with a, within a span of just a few weeks here, and and probably just a couple of weeks, really, when you look at it. I am starting to see more of a break in the pattern, especially as we get into the holiday weekend and we're going to dry things out. Really going to heat things up into early um, early in July. Now, is the rain we've been seeing typical for this time of year? Well. If you look at it statistically, you know, some people are saying, oh, this had to have been the wettest June on record. It really wasn't. Um, officially at O'Hare, anyway, we've had, you know, eight, nine, ten inch months uh, of June that were wetter than this. Uh, and then they go back quite a few years. Now, June does tend to be, you know, one of our more active months, and especially with more severe storms. Uh, but August is a very wet month around here as well. July tends to be our hottest month and more of a month when we get somewhat drier. But the fact that we had such a dry spring and we really needed to get some rainfall, but a lot of this rain, you know, it's just been a deluge. It's been buckets. It's been pummeling us. And that's not necessarily good for the farm fields and for maybe newly planted trees and shrubs. I mean, we need kind of those gentle those gentle rains for, for that. But this is excessive. This is this is well above the average of what we normally see in the month of June, which is just a little over four inches. And again, like you've said, in the southern suburbs, many folks coming in with eight, nine, and ten inches of rain for the month. And one thing about then Chicago, out closer um, to work, were you guys, I was trying to think which one it was, but were you getting tornado watch or warnings downtown? I mean, that people don't think about that a lot with all the big buildings. Well, and that's such a myth. That is an absolute myth. Yeah. I mean, there are big cities that have had tornadoes. Uh, Dallas, uh, city of Pittsburgh, not too long ago. You look at places like almost Oklahoma City. You look at Nashville. You know, there have been big cities that have had tornadoes, and that's such a myth. You know, you also hear the myth, oh, we're so close to the lake, and the, the yeah. water's going to help us. Not necessarily true. So, yes, just this past weekend, um, over the weekend, that June 25th, 26th, Weekend tornado warnings were sounded in Chicago. Um, you know, we had flash flooding around the area as well over the weekend. So, yes, there were tornado warnings in the city of Chicago. And I'm trying to think that was probably 
if I go back, I'm trying to remember the statistics I was reading. I think it has been about 10 or 11 years, I think 11 years since we had a tornado warning in the city. Now, fortunately, this storm did not produce a tornado in the city, but the skies were certainly threatening. I was driving, it was probably 12 or 13 years ago down to Florida, and then one went through Atlanta, like right outside there, and it was on the freeway we were driving. There was debris all over the place. Uh, so that was a little bit of, even though we missed the storm itself, it's a little unnerving. So I was going to ask you, that was one question I wanted to ask you. With tornadoes and water, how does that work? Does that kind of make it lose some of its steam, or how does that work with the tornado over water? Uh, well, when it, when there's a tornado over water, we call that a water spout. Yep. And there have been instances where you get a water spout, and especially in Florida, we've we've heard of them actually moving on shore. They're usually pretty weak. Um, a situation like a, like a hurricane, a hurricane is fueled by really really warm water, and that's what strengthens. That's what tends to strengthen. A hurricane with tornadoes. When you get them over water, we again we call them water spouts. They tend to be much weaker over water, uh, and they don't generate the kind of power that we typically get over land masses. And of course, we had the same day that you had the EF zero. There was the EF three that came through Naperville and Woodridge, and it just breaks my heart that so many people are still dealing yeah. with the impact of that and the cleanup and these are life-changing events and it's it's just you know it's it's one of those things that it's amazing um that more it's it's wonderful news that more and more people are heeding these warnings Mm -hmm. and um the fact that we did not hear of a fatality um from that day. Yeah, that was that was absolutely amazing. I've got a random question for you. So <laughs> when you watch the movie Anchorman, <laughs> I, I look at it from, from your perspective. Do you see like you as seeing all types of weather versus like a meteorologist in San Diego? Do you see them as like less of a less of a meteorologist? <laughs> you more of one? Like you're Derek and Jeter and like they're yeah. like whatever. No, no. And in fact, it has to be really challenging. And this is what I equated. Challenging. It's 85 degrees and perfect every day there. So what do you talk about? Right. You have to find things to talk about every single day and not get complacent. When I worked in Richmond, Virginia, I worked there for two years. And in the summer, you never saw anybody outside. It just got so hot. It got so humid. And as a meteorologist, I was challenged with trying to figure out different ways to say hazy, hot, and humid for three months. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, there's a challenge in that, but it also helps you to, you know, really just be so aware of the quirks of the area. You know, Southern California, they're dealing with extreme heat now. Yeah. They're dealing with fires. Um, you know, they're really being challenged with so many more elements um, than they've over the years and you know that's a whole other conversation uh and and i admit i am no expert there are experts who study climate variability uh climate change and it is and i believe it really is a thing and it's lending itself to us being more and more extreme as far as our weather is concerned 
Yeah, so Andy could probably play the meteorologist on Anchorman, but couldn't be <laughs> the meteorologist. I'm just thinking, like, if you took somebody from Phoenix and brought them and put them in your chair for a day, would they just absolutely lose their mind? No. no? You know what? A lot of the people who end up going there, maybe, maybe they retired to that area. And they want to finish out their years, you know, where they could play golf almost every yeah. day. Uh, so that's not a bad gig. But no, you know, there are a lot of people who work in some of those markets that are experienced from other markets. Hmm. So, you know, no, I, I think there are many, many credible individuals who are working in more quiet weather markets who could come here and, and do a fine job. I do totally feel that and understand the how do I make 85, you know, and hot for a week, interesting each day, each newscast. Like, I, I, I've seen that before and heard that before. So I, I like that. It's, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely I mean, come on. I, I did the, you know, try to fry an egg on the sidewalk yeah. a bit. I, you know, I did all that. I, Tracy, you know. we're going to need you out on State Street there. And, uh, we're... Exactly. Oh, well, so, but it is fun to see, you know, to experience other parts of the country and just get the perspective on weather from elsewhere, too. Yeah. Well, right on cue, it started pouring rain out here during this <laughs> podcast. So it is coming down, not lightly. Well, Tracy Butler, thank you so much for joining us. You can find her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tracy Butler, ABC7. We'd love to have you out here. We hope you can come out and we can see you again. Oh, I have to get out there, guys. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thanks. I appreciate being able to talk with you and uh, keep hitting them straight. Thanks for coming on. You bet. Thanks, Tracy. Well, that went about as well as expected and more. I feel like it didn't do much. I just sat and listened to great stories and uh, great perspective on weather, stuff we didn't know. I love, love, love the Jerry Taft stuff oh, so and good. how she was pretty much auditioning for a job she didn't even know about doing GMA, Caesar says, we should probably get her here, and makes it happen. And then the first interaction and welcoming into the office. I mean, I'm a pretty big Tracy Butler fan, and I don't, I've don't. i never heard that story. That's a pretty cool story. Yeah. Feels like some inside information that she's shared before, but I'm, I'm glad I'm in on that inside <laughs> information now. We're part of that. Right. But, yeah, that was a ton of fun. And as for us, we have a busy weekend coming up here at Mistwood. Stars and Stripes, our uh, our biggest event of the year. Um, yeah, we have a uh, full field. Can't wait to get in the old dunk tank to have people throw <laughs> balls at me all, uh, all 4th of July. Hopefully it's really hot so I uh, get a nice refreshing dunk every minute or so. Well, I've been checking that radar, and it looks like the weather's going to move out of here by Thursday easily. So Sunday, we should be all right. And, yeah, that's your thing every year, man, the dunk tank. I got one of those <laughs> for my son's first birthday, and – I got dunked twice, I think, and by the second time, having the water go up my nose, I don't know how you handle that. Yeah, it's it's kind of jarring. <laughs> I don't know how you do it about no, fifty to sixty times. Oh, no, it's so much fun! Everybody has has fun doing it. And I, I I love to be a part of it, so it, it makes for makes for a great event and just a little extra piece of it. It's just a pure America day, you That's know, right. out there. Everything red, white, and blue. Hot Everyone's dogs, wearing ribs, yeah. all that good stuff. Yep. Looking forward to it. We we did say, though, like we wish it wasn't on a Sunday because if you think about it, when it's been on a Tuesday or Wednesday, it's kind of like a party in the middle of the week, right. a nice way to break up the week. <laughs> right. And this is like, well, it's Sunday, but it's going to be an awesome event. Like you said, it's sold out. It's been sold out for quite some time. And is this like our 21st or 22nd? 
Yeah, that's, we've been doing it since the start, every single year. Yeah, it's, it's uh, always been kind of one of those trademark events for us uh, every single year. Always always sells out fast. Everyone always wants to put it on their calendar quick. So we have that, and then we have the Illinois Women's Open. Can't wait for that. Yeah, so we're finally bringing that back. Um, last year, we weren't able to do it with, with COVID and the restrictions on travel and things like that. Um, so uh, we're, we're back. We're better than ever. Uh, nice full field. Um you know, so so that's filled in, and and we're happy to we're happy to have it, happy to to bring back the Illinois Women's Open again, and and hopefully this is just the start of another long run uh, of of hosting the tournament. And fast forward to the the end of summer, we have the state am out here. Yep, biggest probably the biggest event we've hosted um, to date uh, is the Illinois State Am. This is an event that we've been lobbying for um, definitely for the last six or seven years. Uh, and, and finally are able to to kind of host that that pinnacle event for us. Um, you, you know, it's it's going to be really we we've seen some uh, previews of this. You know, we we've hosted you know USAM qualifiers and things like that. But uh, we've we've got some kind of tricks up our sleeve that we want to throw out there. Um, you know, we're not going to over trick up the golf course, but we're gonna we're gonna create a nice you know tournament layout. You know, we're we're gonna try and get as firm as possible. We're gonna try and get the greens you know as firm and quick as, as we possibly can, you know, somewhere in that probably 11-ish range when you talk about snap meter. And then also, you know, a little, probably a little furrier rough than you're used to seeing out here. So, um, yes, it's a, it's a really good test of golf, but we want to make sure it's the best test for the best players in the state of Illinois. Just going to have to get Mother Nature to give us a little break on the rain. This isn't going <laughs> to hurt it, though, for growing grass. It'll be fine <laughs> for growing grass. Yeah, we just, we just need to dry out a little bit in order to, uh, to get to the conditions that we want to get to. All right, I think that'll do it for this episode. Everyone have a safe and fun 4th of July weekend, and we look forward to talking again with you all soon. Get in the cart. Right at us. The best in the business, Roger Cleveland. Can't wait to get back to Chicago in this one. This is Party of Four, a Mistwood Golf Club podcast.